everyone. This is Des from According to Des. I am so excited. Today, I am interviewing someone that I have admired for so long, Megan from Moderately Excited. I have been following her on Instagram forever. She is such an inspiration. She works full time, but still has time and energy to travel the world, sell her photography, run two websites, her Instagram account, Pinterest. It's just unreal. I don't know where she gets all this energy from. I think it's going to be a really great interview. So here we go. Let's talk to Megan. Thank you so much for reaching out. I was so surprised and flattered. Uh, oh, and yeah. I am <laughs> I'm really excited to chat and uh, share anything that I can share that might be helpful for your audience. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited. So I guess my first question for you is, so you run a travel Instagram, a travel website, and you actually have two websites. And a Pinterest, a Facebook page, everything, and you work full-time. What originally got you interested in traveling? When did that start? I am very, very fortunate. Um, I come from a family who puts a lot of importance in travel. My mom is actually a flight attendant for Delta, and I, yeah, she loves it. (laughs) She's been there for ages. I don't get to fly for free anymore because I aged out of it. But it definitely stoked a love of travel. And my dad also super into travel. It's funny because every time we would go somewhere, he would have these legal pads just full of notes and scribbles and articles. And I definitely got that from him. When we go somewhere, I tend to over prepare. (laughs) I have Excel sheets and Word docs and I make itineraries and stuff. So I would say it was early on when I was younger and we were again really fortunate to be able to travel. I've always loved it. Wow that's amazing. I didn't know that you could age out of the free travel. Yeah I think it varies based on airline. For Delta it's 23. In retrospect I should have really taken way more advantage of (laughs) flying standby. But as you know as the airline industry evolved it got a little more difficult because airlines are overselling their flights and it's really just Mm -hmm. pretty difficult to fly standby in general if we'd like to take advantage of something called buddy passes it's just difficult because with a full-time job it has to be a little more concrete than being able to fly standby so making plans and things are a little tough but eventually maybe i'll figure out some way to take more advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. So you've always kind of traveled when you were younger because of your parents, but when did you start moderately excited? When did you get Mm -hmm. into thinking that you would turn it into a website? Back in high school, I started getting really into photography. I was on a family trip. One of the big ones was when we went to Europe. I was about 12. That was so cool. We went to Paris London and Rome. A couple years later, we went to Greece, and I am taking photography classes in high school. And my parents were like, "We'll help you buy a camera if you document our family trip." I just, yeah, oh yeah, I took all kinds of pictures. So I ended up loving travel photography for many, many years. I mean, I just, it was kind of natural. I got away from it when the smartphone came out because why lug around a of equipment when you have a pretty good camera in your pocket. So that I started to kind of lean more to. A couple years ago, I was getting a little bit less in my role. I used to do general marketing for a chain of health clubs in Chicago. I was there for about four years. I got a little restless because I wasn't feeling like I was being really challenged. I was thinking, what else is out there? I had been managing our blog and really loved it. And so in my background, I have a background in journalism, creative writing. I've always loved creative writing. 
graphic design, art, just in general, tech stuff. I've taken some basic coding classes and done other graphic design and everything. So I've been kind of techie and creative. And I was at an event with Daniel Moss from The Every Girl. And she was talking about how she started The Every Girl. And I was like, well, you know, blogs are really popular right now. And I've been taking classes at Second City because I hate public speaking. I don't hate it as much anymore. I was thinking, what if I started a blog? I had been thinking about it and I voiced my thoughts to just people I was meeting at the event. And I was like, well, I don't know. And they're like, you should totally do it. You seem to have a really interesting story. I was like, well, I'm not super excited about one thing, but I'm like moderately excited about some stuff. Uh-huh. And everybody laughs. <laughs> And that was really the impetus for it. I was just like, okay, I'm going to write and do photography and writing. That was like pretty much the two main things. I wanted to exercise my creative brain and see if maybe I could create some kind of living resume. That's kind of where it started. People actually encouraged you to start that idea. Yeah, it was a little crowdsourced. And also my husband, he was like, do you even do anything with your travel photos? <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> I don't. They just sit on memory cards and they don't really do much with them. And when I was little, I actually wanted to be a photojournalist for National Geographic. I wrote to oh, the wow. society. I was like, hey, will you give me Jody Cobb's email? And they were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> We do that. <laughs> but they were like, you can write to the society. It's okay. And I wanted to do that. And now I've kind of taken the step back and I had this realization maybe a, a year or two, but I was like, I kind of am doing it. I'm kind of being a photojournalist. It's pretty cool. You totally are. And your pictures are gorgeous. One of your photos is actually on the cover of a book. Yeah. How is. did that happen? That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. It is just so funny. It's interesting because. I think a lot of times when people talk about success, maybe they'll say something about it being a lucky break or they've worked really, really hard. They say something like success is where preparation meets opportunity. I think that might be what they said. Yeah, I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of that. So I was doing this purely because I loved it, which I think one of the benefits of doing this with a full-time job is that I don't really have to make any sacrifices. I can just do purely what I want Mm -hmm. and I can take it in any direction that I want because I'm not beholden to anyone or anything. And so I was just posting and posting. And then back in the summer of, I believe, 2018, I got an email and it was like, Penguin Random House. And they said, Hey, are you the photographer of this photo? We'd like to buy it. And I was like, Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. That's me. That's my photo. I said to my dad, I said to my husband, I was like, Am I getting punked right now? Can you think (laughs) of any particular reason why somebody would want to be taking advantage of me in this way? (laughs) And so I realized it was accurate. And I said, Yes, indeed. I am the photographer. I took that while we were in Dingle, Ireland. It was such an amazing trip. We went through the whole process and they told me the author had found it on my website. I was just ecstatic. And actually, I think they said, oh, the author wanted to use it. And so I ended up reaching out to the author through Instagram. And I was like, thank you so much. This is such an incredible opportunity. I can't believe it. Out of curiosity, how did you find my photo? And he said, we were trying some new things. And I was like, what if we used a photo or a cover? And my wife found your blog. He had said it was fortuitous because it's a book called My Father Left Me Ireland by Michael Doherty. He has written for The Atlantic. He's very well known. And he said that he was reading letters while they were in that same kind of area in Dingle. And it must have really resonated with him. So that's pretty awesome. Wow. And that (laughs) photo is 
gorgeous. So I could Thank you. see why he wanted to use it. It's really beautiful. Thank you so much. So I know you okay. said that you use your phone a lot to take pictures now, but for example, even with that picture, did you use an actual camera? Yep. I did use an actual camera. I recently upgraded. I had been using Nikons for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Team Nikon. Woo. I also have used Canon. I was reading a little bit about the mirrorless movement. And so now I use a Sony mirrorless. Oh, great. And do you love it? I do. It's pretty awesome. And the quality of the images is just insane. I tried to go back. I was like, I don't know if I want to bring my nice camera. I think we were going to Peru. We went to Peru and I was oh. like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want anything to happen to it. And I was like, oh, the quality is not the same. <laughs> so <laughs> I do love it. It's a pretty incredible um, thing that they were able to do with the technology. Basically, DSLRs were always the creme de la creme because of the technology not being quite up to par. Mm -hmm. um, but now because of technological advances, the mirrorless is actually quite a bit more developed. The camera industry, I guess, is just so competitive. There's so many new things coming out all the time. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out next after the mirrorless. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so you run two websites, your travel Instagram, a Pinterest, a Facebook page, and you work full time <laughs> in marketing. So how do you find the time and the energy? Oh my goodness. Because um, you post pretty consistently. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you, first of all, for noticing. It's kind of crazy. So I will say we're speaking at a very interesting time for me. So I started my website about three years ago in February. When you start something new, I was like, I don't know where this is going. And then things kind of started to happen. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And it got maybe even a little addictive because I was like, oh, I'm, I want to work on it and just want to push it as far as it can go and do the best I can. And so I was at one point coming home pretty consistently working like five to six hours on it every day after work. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And it's a really incredible amount of work, but it's a labor of love. I was really enjoying it. Not that I am not, but it was a lot. And I ended up not really preparing myself for burnout. Yeah, I get very excited and throw myself in 150%. So it was probably inevitable. Um, so I've actually been through a couple of episodes of it with uh, ebbs and flows of motivation. I'm definitely back in it. I have done some really awesome projects with some companies uh, such as Visit Idaho, Visit Bloomington. That's not going anywhere, but mm -hmm. I did do a detox for the month of February and it was really incredible. Yeah, I calculated that I had been using about 70 hours basically just on Instagram. <laughs> oh my gosh. A, a month. Yeah, wow. and that's a lot of time. So it was nice to take a step back and reflect because I think when you do anything over and over again, the creative process is a lifelong process. I don't think that it's meant to be 100% sustainable at the same level that you do it the entire time. And I think that's where a lot of creators will take the lead is because they are finding the process of how to make it work for them, how to make it sustainable. I love writing. I get up and I write for 30 minutes a day and it seems like a really small amount, but I think that's how they keep it sustainable. So right now for me, I'm in this weird period where I'm working through kind of how to make it sustainable, but I always do have that motivation. For me, I'm a storyteller at heart and there's always something new to learn and there's new people 
people to learn about. I think it's pretty similar to you. You said you love telling people's stories and interviewing them. It's mm-hmm. the same. So I think that's really where my motivation comes in. And also time management has become really important. I can do now more in a 25-minute lunch <laughs> period than I could before. Or, you know, using my commute and answering emails on my phone or engaging with my community. Also uh, being able to discern what really is the most important thing. So for example, I also am in this kind of weird space where Instagram is a very natural extension of my website. But first and foremost, I started with my website. Being an influencer on social media and being like a travel writer are two very separate things. Mm-hmm. It took me a little bit of time to learn that. If maybe things are getting a little stagnant on social media, it's hard to remind myself, but I do remind myself that that's not really what you're going for. Make sure that you're managing your expectations. Uh, so I think being able to balance it is a little bit of time management, the motivation, understanding that you have to find ways to make it sustainable, getting advice. I get a lot of advice from other people too. Oh, Okay. What is your best piece of advice that you've gotten? (laughs) I've gotten a lot of really wonderful advice. One of them that really sticks out in my mind is that you can do everything, but you can't do everything at the same time. You're Mm -hmm. capable of it. You can't be firing it on all cylinders all the time. Yes, that is so true. To realize that and then be able to take your foot off the gas when you need to. Um, is really important. Very important. So you work full-time in marketing and do you love that? Do you love your job? I love it. It's kind of crazy. I really enjoy it. I've had so many people ask if I want to take my website full-time and I'm like, no, not right now. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm learning so much from my full-time job and I am at a place where I'm very lucky to be surrounded by people who are just incredibly smart and innovative and advanced in technology and all kinds of things that I've never learned or like need to learn more about. I'm a really big believer in surrounding myself with people who are smarter than I am. It's cool because I thought that my travel website was going to be this living resume into a role in the travel industry. It ended up not being the travel industry. I think me getting my new job. So I actually switched jobs in October. I am at a software company in Chicago and I'm the content marketing manager. I'm responsible for basically overseeing content as it relates to our inbound marketing programs and then converting leads into customers. It's been just so cool. And I think I landed that role because of the things I taught myself with my website, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's really cool. That's very interesting. Yeah. So they kind of play off each other. I love it. I love the team that I have. I love the opportunities that I've been able to get through both of the things. Um, It's cool because now I'm finally comfortable with having the two coexist together. It was a little strange bringing my passion project into my work life. I have been really blown away at the support. I've been really vocal about the two just being really nicely complementing each other. That's really great. So I know that you have your full-time job, but you also make money from your travel, right? Because you sell prints and things like that and you work with Mm -hmm. like companies. Yeah. Most of it is more on a sponsored basis. I have made money through selling some of my photography. That was pretty cool. I mean, the book cover, I kind of just, it was a little addictive. I was like, I want to keep doing this. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) And how do you go about that? How do you go about selling your photos? 
Um, it's hard because I think with my motivation, I just love trying new things. I mean, it's pretty easy because they're just there. And so if people want to buy them, they can, but you also, it's not a thing where if you build it, they will come because they won't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, right. You have to push it. That actually has kind of taken a back burner to just the website. It's not something that I need to do. It's something that I love to do, but Mm -hmm. really when it comes down to it, the photography is more just because I purely love it. It happens. Like if there's an opportunity, I recently worked with Visit Idaho and things are a little bit paused right now, just given current world events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with my recent trip there, I was able to do this really cool yurt dining experience with this really incredible leader. Her name's Lisa and she is a river guide and a chef. And so they wanted me to do a write-up for their travel guide with photos. That's oh, wow. We'll see how that goes, but that would be kind of an example of just, it's kind of an opportunity sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. So with your brand moderately excited from your Instagram and your website, you're not one of those influencers or Instagram models that's like laying back, doing all these sexy poses. Like your poses are very funny. You're like making funny faces. You're jumping up in the air. You're like eating a lot of the time. Um, You have a lot of funny puns and like dad jokes. So how do you come up with such fun, original ideas and poses? Because they're all so funny. Like they're always making me laugh. And I know people appreciate that and just the authenticity. Thank you so much. I think it's a it's a weird world that we're in right now. I think <laughs> I I guess that's kind of my personal nature is I don't really want to be like everybody else. So when I see people doing a lot of the same thing, I'm like, how could I do this differently or might put my own spin on it? And the other thing is it doesn't really jive with the things I believe in. Like I am a very transparent, lighthearted, curious, adventurous, energetic person. And my photography, I I actually, um, I taught a photography class like a year ago and I raised money for a hostel program that was doing grants for students so that they could travel so that they could have some financial aid. That's amazing. Super cool. It was so fun. I was so terrified, but it was so fun. And somebody was like, I noticed that you don't use a filter on your photos and things like that. And if the audience isn't familiar, you know, occasionally if you are looking at somebody's profile, they may kind of seem to have the same aesthetic for their photos, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. And I think it's super cohesive and it definitely works for if that's your jam, then absolutely go for it. But for me, I was like, man, I love colorful photography and I don't want to be stifled by that. I've had people say you could really grow your following a lot faster if you were to make everything cohesive. And I've done research on the psychological aspects of this too. Mm. It's really fascinating. But I was like, I don't want to be part of the cookie cutterness. Right. I don't know. So I didn't want to put myself in a box. Um, that originality, I always kind of challenged myself. For a while, I was doing Travel Tuesday. And then I was like, you know, that's great and all, but what is really my own personality? And like, mm-hmm. how can I make this happen? And I, I remember doing the first one. And I was like, I just don't think that it's truthful that everybody has this highlight reel that's perfect all the time, because that's not life. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I started the fail Friday thing. And I have really stuck with it. I mean, I I have like, (laughs) I think somewhere around like 50 fails. I'm not afraid of putting my true self out there. And, And the reason I do that is because I want other people to be inspired to also put themselves out there in their true 
form, whatever that is, setting that example for people and showing them that it's okay to goof off and not take things super seriously is okay. I hope that is perpetuated. I don't know, keeping things new, it can get tough sometimes. Hence, you know, me taking a break from social Mm -hmm. media for a while. I felt like I was on this weird hamster wheel of just like constantly seeing other people's content. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was kind of blocking my ability to create new stuff. So taking that step back was pretty important. And now I actually am thinking that I am going to weave some types of breaks in on an ongoing basis to keep things sustainable. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And no, I agree with you with what you were saying before. Like people say to me too, because I have an Instagram account and I don't have that many followers. I don't know. It just feels like so much effort to kind of go in that cohesive and put the same kind of pictures. Like I don't have that much energy to keep up with that. And I think, you know, life is fun. And I think your posts reflect that and that it's okay to be laid back and have fun traveling. And you don't always have to pack model outfits for the top of the mountain. (laughs) Like you can wear a hoodie. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Hey, if that's your jam, cool, but it's just not mine. And It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort and energy, like it you is. said. It is, yeah, a lot. <laughs> so, as for travel, what was your first big trip as an adult? Where did you choose to go? Whether yourself or with a friend or with your husband? I would have to say it was probably when I chose to study abroad. I went to Florence, Italy, and took Renaissance art history and drawing for eight weeks because wow. I compared. Yeah, it was so cool. I couldn't bear to leave for a full semester. I went to Indiana University, go Hoosiers. <laughs> and it was just a lot of fun. So I settled on the summer semester. I hated it actually, kind you of. Did. When I was there, oh my God. I was super excited. And then when I was over there, I felt it was weird. And I guess the best way to put it was I just felt like icky, like uncomfortable. And um, I'm a big fan of this podcast called Second Life with Hillary Kerr. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No, I haven't. Um, it's super cool. It's about female entrepreneurs and then how their second lives. So they kind of like pivot. It's usually like they were doing one thing and then they kind of started like a new company or a new oh, platform wow. or something. It's very cool. Anyway, she had a guest on and I can't remember who, but they were like, you feel icky when you're uncomfortable, but you are growing at that time. And now I'm realizing I'm like, it wasn't like wrong or bad, or I had never felt that feeling really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't know what it was. I had a tough time. Like, I think when I was there for the first half of it, it was a lot of like, okay, I'll go do this thing and I'll go explore this thing and I'll go try this thing. But I don't really love it. But more so in hindsight, like toward the end, I was like, okay, this is really cool. And then hindsight 2020, I'm so glad I did it. So that was the first big one. I mean, I was in Europe. I was in yeah. I was in Florence by myself as a wow. 20 year old. I mean, it's scary. You're like, I don't know how to cook myself real food. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, I had to get myself up and go to class and there was all this temptation, like, you know, the forbidden fruit of, I had acquaintances that were there that were like, Hey, we're going to Greece for spring break. And I'm like, I can't, I have to go to drawing class that I have a love hate relationship with. And oh, I like yeah. cry on the paper because I'm so frustrated because I can't draw a knee or a hand, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, I did not know I signed up for intro to drawing like intro. And I was like, okay, we'll be drawing pasta and still lives and maybe some birds or something. We drew naked models. Like, oh my gosh, for intro? 
Yes, for intro. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty insane. I would always kind of arrange myself very um, specifically so that I didn't, I didn't have to like draw anything intimate. <laughs> like go to the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, here's this like lamp that just happens to be here. Okay. I'll use that to like block. <laughs> yeah. Hysterical. So yeah. So yeah. People were like, Hey, do you want to come? And I'm like, no, I have to like adults, which was yeah. so weird. So that was the first big one. And then the second, um, I, when I graduated, I visited a friend in Singapore and that oh. was so cool. Oh, I also love to go there. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was incredible. I also was young and vivacious and could handle like a 24 hour travel day and then go to work on Monday. Also. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Those were my first trips. Oh, that's great. Do you know how many countries and states you've been to? I do because I was actually answering a question for somebody I had to count. I've been to 17 countries wow. and I don't know how many states. <laughs> it's one of my goals to visit all 50 states. Is that a goal that you have? Do you have a goal to visit every country? I don't have any. It's more so that I am inspired by just things that I learn or cultural thing. I love outdoor recreation. So that's usually kind of an mm. aspect of what I'm doing. But I do have a huge appreciation for the states. I mean, we were doing a lot of overseas travel just because eventually we'd like to start a family and, mm -hmm. you know, thinking through logistics of that. We were actually supposed to go to Egypt in like a week. Oh, jeez, yeah. I know. So we're not able to right now, but eventually we'll get there. Yeah, yeah it's the I same mean, with me. I was supposed to go to Puerto Rico next week, and it looks like I'm uh, not going yet. We are in unprecedented, very weird times. and we it's, are. But it's cool that we can document and look back on this and, and say, wow, that, that was a crazy time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be some story. <laughs> I think for that, I think also U.S. travel will be on the upswing. But mm -hmm. we have so many incredible things here that I just am realizing that to see the national parks, to witness the mountain ranges being bigger than some of them in the Alps, like the Rockies are bigger than the Alps, mm -hmm. basically, or at least some parts of them. The Jungfrau region is actually not as high in elevation as like, let's say Breckenridge. Um, oh, so. okay. Wow. Something I like about your posts too, is that they're very educational. You'll post all these interesting facts about places you visit, which is really cool. So you research a lot before you go or after or while you're there? All kinds of things. I try and do a lot of research before we go. I learned this early on as I'm documenting. One of the biggest challenges that I had was being able to simultaneously document and cover things and then also enjoy them and experience them at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's really tough, especially with social media because things were like real time. So I tend to now do a lot of later posting. Pretty much everything is okay. later. Very seldom will you see it in real time unless it's like a story that I have done. But um, right. even then I'll just take a lot of video and save it and then use it later because to me it's super important to actually have that experience. Do a lot of research to help with planning of those things. Mm -hmm. And also just because I'm curious in nature and I love learning new things. So I'll try and read a lot. While I'm there, I'm like a sponge. I'm always soaking up new information and then talking with the locals and visiting local boutiques and restaurants and listening to people's stories is one of my favorite things. So I tend to pick up a lot of information from there. And the other thing is I want my posts to be really educational. I have that journalistic background. So I do a lot of fact checking. I'll fact check my text messages. I proofread my text <laughs> messages. <laughs> It's really important to me because then I can stand behind everything that I'm saying. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think facts and information is really important. Very, very important, especially today with social media. You never know what is true and what's not. So it's very important. Absolutely. Where is a favorite place you have visited? Do you have any just <laughs> top? Pl- I know that's such a hard question, but do you have any top places that stick out to you that you would recommend for people? I always joke that's kind of like asking someone that has like five kids to pick a favorite kid. Yes, which- <laughs> it is. Yeah, the favorite kid, but it is hard. Um, so I guess the most recent overseas trip that we took, I could talk about, they're all my favorite in their own way. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to say that Peru, we did Machu Picchu and it just looks fake. It's not even (laughs) fathomable. I cried when I went to the cliffs of Moor in Ireland, um, out of happiness because they were just so incredible. And then, yeah, almost was at tears, um, in Machu Picchu because it just looked fake. It just, that's the only thing I can say. It just doesn't look real. It's so incredible. That's amazing. Um, Because we love the outdoor recreation aspect. So we did a couple of days in Munich and then we went and we stayed at an Airbnb in the Jungfrau region of Switzerland, which is very close to Interlaken. I would be lying if I said part of the reason for staying in Grindelwald was not because it's a character in Harry Potter. It definitely <laughs> was part of my... <laughs> There's a little bit of that. I mean, it was kind of a cool coincidence, but it was not as touristy as Interlaken and it wasn't as quiet as Lauterbrunnen. Did copious amounts of research with there, but again, it just looks fake. It was just the most incredible thing. I can recommend the Airbnb that we stayed at. The woman is from Utah and the husband is from Grindelwald. He's a local. And so they have this really incredible, very spacious B&B and we went right before the mountain shut down for the winter season, which word to the wise, don't go late October because oh. everything is shut down. We didn't realize that until I started kind of asking recommendations. Mm-hmm. And luckily we were staying in the Airbnb because we had that one-on-one communication mm-hmm. so that we could kind of learn that. But it just looked fake. It was the most incredible thing. She texted me one morning and was like, hey, just so you're aware, my cousin is letting the cows out. Don't worry. They're totally friendly. Oh. I'm sure <laughs> we hear cowbells and we're, we look out the window. We're like, oh. Oh my god! It was so cool. I'm a big fan of those travel local and meet the locals and taste the local food. That's actually my next question. Do you have any place that has just been your favorite for food? Recently, Peru was pretty awesome Mm. with their ceviches, just the different kinds of flavors that are there. I mean, every place has its own sort of flair. Germany, I mean, I love a good Wiener schnitzel and a good bratwurst. <laughs> Roasty in uh, Switzerland, it's kind of like a hash brown pancake. It's very good too. Oh, but, interesting. Uh, yeah, Ireland, you got the full Irish breakfast with blood sausage and eggs and tomatoes. And Peru, I think, stuck out. I also, I tried the local fare, <laughs> guinea pig and alpaca. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> Very interesting. It was, you know, mostly because we were there and, and I'm personally not a vegetarian, but I respect everybody's choices. It's, it's nice to go somewhere and try what they do locally and experience that culture. Absolutely. What is next for you? Do you have any future goals, dreams, anything else you want to sell or market? You know, I'm just seeing what kind of transpires, I think, in light of the recent events with this pandemic, the mm-hmm. first one 
mm-hmm. that we've ever been through ever, pretty much anybody alive has ever experienced. But taking it day by day, realizing that things could change on a dime. But at the same time, I do have goals. I actually took some time to do some market research, which wasn't necessarily what I had done. Moderately said it is a lot of my personal experience. And I do have the interview series, but I was realizing that there's just so many wonderful stories out there and kind of wanting to focus a little bit more on that, tell stories. I tend to gravitate toward female entrepreneurs, so probably going to look a little something like that. Um, oh, that's and great. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I was reading a couple articles and I haven't gotten to fact check this, so I'm not 100% sure how accurate it is, so don't quote me on it. But okay. <laughs> apparently, Isaac Newton was in quarantine from the bubonic plague, and he invented the theory of relativity. And Shakespeare was doing the same thing during the bubonic plague, and he wrote King Lear. So- I heard the one about <laughs> Shakespeare, but I hadn't heard the other one. Wow. Yeah. So I guess the moral of the story is some pretty cool things can come out of crisis. I guess is the best way to sum it up what's yeah. what's going on. But I think the most important thing for me is just to keep learning. It's part of my my core as a person. And I think being a lifelong learner will get you so far and just open so many doors. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Megan, this was amazing. I loved talking to you and I can't wait to see what amazing creation comes out of this pandemic for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure thank you will do something creative with the time. I hope so. I Well, thank you so much. And you know what? It's motivations. So I really appreciate that. This is me being documented to say that I'm getting <laughs> I'm now held to proof. it. <laughs> yeah. So um, thank you. This has been so wonderful. I'm so excited. I'm just so flattered and happy to share whatever I can with people, um, whether or not they have a full-time job, they're trying to balance their passion with that, whether they're trying to start something new or motivated. The other thing is just do whatever you want because nobody out there knows what they're doing. Everybody's mm-hmm. No, that's so true. It's so true. Faking it till they make it. Whatever you want to do, just try it and go for it because the only thing you'll get out of it is a learning experience. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I love that. Thank you so much. It's been so great talking to you. Yay. You too. Okay. But really, how amazing is Megan, Megan, stop. How do you do all these things? And she's just so nice and down to earth and funny and cool. She's just so great. I just love her even more now. And I didn't think that would be possible. She is just such an inspiration. So definitely follow her and moderately excited on Instagram. And I will link her website, Pinterest, everything in the show notes. So go check her out. She's really cool. And her jokes are definitely going to brighten your day. So fun. I love seeing her pictures and jokes in my Instagram feed. Really brightens my day. Awesome. So go follow her and don't forget to follow me. Join my Facebook group. Post what you have going on. Post what you're doing. It's facebook.com backslash groups backslash according to Des. So definitely join the community and join the conversation in there and follow me at according to Des and subscribe and share this episode and I will see you next time.